There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. A fresh little crib, you know, and brand spanking new. And that shoe let her do things that no man could do. And a technical foul on Rasheed Wallace. Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. <laughs> Their defense is atrocious. I'm, I'm sort of the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. Yeah, we love China. We love your playing there. Oh, man, oh, man. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You, you think you're better than me? Hey, guys. It's Chris Wendelkin, and welcome back. This is On The Line. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Send us any of your email thoughts to OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. We really appreciate it. All right, Ben. Well, today on the show, we are, of course, doing our OTL All-Star Reveal Party. That's um, right. This is something All-Star that, season yeah. is come again. Yeah. It is time. Well, uh, it's, it's very exciting, man. Of course, the... Uh, the real life NBA uh, All Star Game is coming up. The fans vote for that. They had, I guess, the fans account for fifty percent of the vote, and then the media and the players account for the other twenty five and twenty five percent of the vote. Right. Uh, the All Star Game, of course, is going to be this year in Chicago at the United Center um, on February sixteenth, Sunday night in Chicago, eight o'clock on TNT. Uh, it so, is also the uh, 69th All-Star Game, oh. to which I say, nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, ben, well, uh, we, of course, uh, are going to be selecting our own OTL All-Stars. Um, We've got to do it. Uh, do of, it. Course, of course, as members of the NBA media at large, we, we do get votes. Yep. Um, we are uh, uh, really excited to share those votes with you. Um, and uh, yeah, should we? I don't know. Should we just jump right into it here? Let's dig into it, man. I'm I'm really curious. Like, I'd love to talk to you with, with you at some point about your like approach and methodology with mm. like this exercise in terms of selecting players. And it might just be easier to unpack that as we reveal our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know if you want to say something like overarching beforehand at the top. Either way, I'm I'm very curious like about your approach and how you went about determining you know who deserved a spot here on the OTL all-star team why don't we begin uh do you want to we'll both do the eastern conference and then both move on to the western conference something like that yeah okay that sounds good let's start east do we want to do one player at a time or is it should we do like your entire roster then we'll do my entire roster or um why don't we start with our starters starters? um start with the starters that makes sense and then yeah you can go first maybe and then i'll give mine and then we can kind of compare and see where we uh, yeah. where, where we differ. Okay, great. So for me, I mean, um, again, like an overarching thought here, like the, the biggest thing for me was determining value and mm. it's like a very fickle, really difficult thing to determine. And like, you know, what makes someone more valuable for their team as opposed to another player. There's really, in my opinion, estimation, there isn't like a great measurable data point or anything like that in my opinion to determine like or delineate one player's value as compared to another um Mm -hmm. you know it's really kind of like situational and subjective so how it's just hard to say like how one player is more valuable or less valuable like player a versus player b 
Mm-hmm. Um, other than there just are, really, obviously is you know there there are lots of of metrics, lot but of I factors. feel like yeah, I mean it, for yeah, me it's all, like all, largely a conversation about like the surrounding parts, the situation, the coaching staff, intangibles. All all these things really contribute to whether a player is or isn't valuable or how valuable to a team. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So. Okay, so that with that in mind, uh, I'm gonna start with my backcourt, and you know, mm. here's the here's the main thing I'll say. Like the West, the Western Conference is is uh, is loaded with backcourt players, and mm-hmm. the slate in the Eastern Conference, in in my estimation, in my opinion, was a little underwhelming. Um, you know, you had guys like Derek, uh, Derek Rose and Kemba Walker and Trey Young and Malcolm Brogdon and Eric Bledsoe and Ben Simmons and Levine and Dinwiddie. And there are lots of like really, really nice stories in that group. But mm. um, there's probably only a handful of guys that I really considered like elite, elite NBA royalty. So mm-hmm. for my two backcourt starters, Ben, my OTL All-Stars in the backcourt for the Eastern Conference. Hit me, Hit me with them. Will this year, starting for... Now remember, these are all... official votes yep. that will count towards... So thanks to these votes, we might be deciding... Yep. <laughs> Roster uh, bonuses, you know, who, the whole thing. Who, who you actually see yeah. on the court in Chicago, folks. Backcourt slot number one this year will go, go to... Washington's own Bradley Beal. Wow. Bradley Beal will be one of the starters this year for Team CW in the in the uh, OTL All-Stars for the Eastern Conference. And backcourt slot number two, bit of a dark horse, Ben, but we're going with Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. We are slotting mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, so, okay. What, what I found was, like I was saying, that... Um, the East, I, I, I wasn't just, I just wasn't uh, blown away by the backcourt players in the East. So my mm-hmm. approach with this exercise was kind of like, can I shoehorn players that maybe were a little bigger into smaller spots? So mm-hmm. like when I was texting you before, I was saying like Jimmy Butler is probably a small forward, but he also is technically a shooting guard according to some, you know, like websites like ESPN.com, NBA.com, I think has him listed only as a small forward, but he can play shooting guard. And if he can, then I want him to. And just like Bradley Beal is definitely a shooting guard, but he can be the ball handler if he wants. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, Beal, I'll give you the raw, just kind of like the raw stats. He's 27 points a game, six and a half assists, almost five rebounds. He, He has a steal a game. Uh, uh, for Butler, we're at 20 points, uh, 6.6 assists, 6.9 rebounds, two steals a game. And then, uh, you know, like the big thing obviously is just like looking at the team's success. I, I wanted to reward Butler who has, you know, the Miami heat in second place right now in the Eastern conference. And then to that end, like the Washington wizards obviously are, you know, kind of, they're just a bad team. They're just like mm-hmm. a, a real bad team. Um, Correct. But I wanted to give acknowledge Beal as being sort of like the guy on that team that's kind of kept them afloat. The fact that they're even like in the mix for an eighth seed is pretty remarkable. Um, obviously, there are some other players in the East that you know you can make a, a strong case for as starting point guards. But I felt. Um, yeah, I just felt like Bradley Beal had the superior first half than some of those other guys who maybe mm. will qualify in the reserves. 
All right. All right. Fair. All right. I don't know if should I um, offer rebuttals or should we just complete your starting five and then we can go into my starting five and we do you want to do you want to do your backcourt players and then we can move on to frontcourt. Okay. So I uh, I overlapped with you in that I um, I, uh, I also have Jimmy Butler as a starter yeah. for the uh, Eastern All Star uh, team. Um, uh, he can play, you know, as you said, either either backcourt position. But in this case, I have him slotted in it slotted in as a pretty um, pretty locked in shooting guard because for my other back backcourt partner um it's funny chris that you mentioned a lot of nice stories um because uh if you ask me the nicest person in all of the nba is my starting point guard kemba walker of the boston celtics the nicest the the nicest nicest man man in basketball um we all know him for his niceness chris um meaning his you know kindness his generosity his empathy his politeness, um, uh, his general good nature. Um, People love but playing with the guy. Yeah, he just always has a smile on his face. He makes you smile um, when you're around him. He's just got that kind of energy. But it turns out he's also very good at basketball. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Boston Celtics are 25 and 11 right now, third place in the East. Um, you know they have some other guys on their teams like Jason Tatum and sure. uh, Gordon Hayward and um, you know um, Jalen Brown who are who are pretty good. Um, but honestly, I think those guys are a little overrated. Um, but Kemba's really putting together a, a hell of a season. He's averaging uh, 22 points, mm. uh, over five assists, 3.9 rebounds, 0.9 steals, 0.6 blocks. Uh, he's shooting 49.5 from three-point range, um, which is uh, pretty fucking high, as well as 87.4 from the line. Mm. Um, but yeah, looking at some of his advanced stats, um, and I and I have to say, I did kind of lean on, on some of these to, just to kind of like... You know, compare my. Um, you know, I'm not able to watch every every game. Obviously, um, I don't. Uh, I don't watch all that all that many Celtics games. Um, uh, but um, but looking at looking at some of these stats and some of the advanced stats, um, he's uh, he's 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 up there. He's um, currently ninth in the league in offensive box plus minus. Um, and uh, and seventh in the league. And so, do you know this uh, advanced stat PIPM? Um, yeah. It's not a basketball reference, but it's like it's a pretty good um, uh, metric that was developed by uh, I don't know this website called Basketball Index. Um, but basically, it's like a um, I don't know if I if I, anyone cares enough for me to actually like just explain what it is but it's like basically trying to improve on things like box plus minus and you know uh rpm and and all these other things um it's sort of like a a more advanced advanced stat um but um i think it's one that generally hues pretty closely to like how you know how good you think a player is um so I, i i tend to like trust it um and uh, and uh, um, Kemba Walker is currently um, uh, seventh in the league in offensive PIPM. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, he's um, he's good, and I mean he's not great, but I think uh, as you said, the East didn't really offer all that many like obvious slam dunk options. Um, so I so I kind of settled on Kemba, you know, as as a bit of a like, all right, well he's he's good enough. Um, 
in, in my eyes um, to, to get the starting nod. So, uh, and also, you know, the, the, the niceness, you, you really can't... Uh, wow. Niceness can't, really can't, went a long can't, way for you. Can't measure that, you know, can't... Uh, that, there's no stat for nice. Can't put a price on that, yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we uh, move on to the front court? Sure. Okay, so, Ben, uh, with the front court here in the East... Uh, like I said, I mean, for me, this is where the value really lies in the East, uh, isn't mm-hmm. its size, the front court players. And to be honest, like, you know, as I went about building my roster for these, I had to ask myself, like, how do I get the best big guys to play oversized in smaller positions? Mm-hmm. So how can I flex people that are borderline centers down to power forward? How can I flex a small forward down to shooting guard, which is what I did mm-hmm. with Jimmy Butler? How can I mm-hmm. flex a shooting guard down to power uh, to, sh- to point guard? So here in the front court, I have my starters are... Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. A shot. <laughs> I have Toronto's Pascal Siakam. Ooh. And then I have your Philadelphia 76ers very own Joel Embiid. Of course. In the final front court spot. Um, and yeah, we can, we can discuss those real quick. Um, you know, Siakam... Gosh, man! Like this is a guy that I just drool when I look at the box. When I look at the back, the box score for him—you know, 25 points a game, about eight rebounds, three and a half assists, a steal, a block. He does basically something, you know, something of everything, and um, he really has just picked up right where Kawhi left off. It's it's sort of remarkable that he's just like completely filled the void that Kawhi left, and uh, so I wanted to reward him with a starting spot. Giannis. Yeah, it's insane that he won, uh, you know, most improved player last year, and I think there's a very legitimate case that he should win it again this year. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, because he's just taken like another like quantum leap. Um, last year, uh, in in the eighteen nineteen season, um, he went from averaging seven point three points uh, in twenty <laughs> minutes a game the previous year to sixteen point nine uh-huh. in thirty one point nine minutes. And then this year, he went from 16.9 in 31 minutes to 25.1 in thir- over 36 minutes. Yeah. It's just like, so he, oh, okay. He like, increased by nine points one year and then nine points again the next year. And then nine points again. Yeah. Like, that is impossible. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So he went basically from being a bench player to an all-star to an all-NBA player in all, like, t- in two seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just remarkable, man. Like I said, totally filling the void that, uh, that Kawhi left. And uh, Toronto is right in the thick of it here in the playoff hunt. They're currently the fourth seed. They're right on the heels of the Celtics for the third seed. And uh, yeah, Pascal's getting it done. I think it's also worth noting he's he's currently injured. He's been out the last 11 games. Right. Um, uh, and so the Raptors are currently sitting at 25 and 13, fourth in the East. Mm-hmm. So with him uh, in the lineup, they were 19 and 8. And without him, they are a mere six and five. So they're like just over a 500 team yep. um, without him on the floor. Um, he's very, very important, it turns out, to uh, to their team. Yeah, as is uh, MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo for the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis averaging 30 points a game, 12 rebounds, five and a half assists, a steal, a block, um, the guy is a freak. He's added a three-point shot to his arsenal, still only shooting about 32% from three. But the mm-hmm. fact that he's even at 32% just like makes your mind explode when you think where he could potentially be in a year or two from now. 
And uh, yeah, playing 31 minutes a game. The guys played 36 games this year. Uh, Giannis is just outstanding, shooting 55% from the field. And uh, yeah, the Greek freak. Hardly a surprise to have him on the squad. And then my final player, Joel Embiid, who we just found out is going to be out for the foreseeable future here with a torn, was it ligament in the hand? Yeah, torn lig- ligament in, in his, uh, I think, ring finger it is. Um, but it sounds like it's weird because they said that he's going to get surgery, but then they were like, he might only be out like a couple of weeks. Um, like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems like that would, I mean, I guess it's not, uh, you know, a major surgery or, you know, it's just a finger, so it'll heal quickly. But um, but yeah, well, you know, obviously we still have to see if he'll be healthy enough to actually uh, play in the All-Star game. But I think there's a decent chance. Um, but, you know, I think uh, it might be wise or prudent just to have a, a uh, so, yeah, an injury replacement have, kind of in the wings just in case. I have injury replacements for both Siakam and Embiid. Um, right. Uh, Siakam is due back pretty, pretty shortly. Okay. I think he'll be okay. Okay. So uh, Embiid, real quick, this guy has obviously anchored the... Uh, the Sixers, the fifth seeded Sixers in the East with 23 points a game, nine, or excuse me, 12 rebounds, three assists, almost a steal, 1.4 blocks a game. The guy has been great. Obviously, has gotten a little bit of criticism from, uh, you know, the Charles Barkleys of the world, the Shaquille O'Neal's of the world. But yeah, I was going to say, Chris, he's averaging 23.4 points per game, <laughs> but uh, that's not 28 points per no, game. No, he could be better. And yeah. uh, if you ask me, unless you're hitting that 28 number, you're just not cutting You're it. not trying hard enough. No. Well, he is trying hard enough to make the uh, starters for the East on the OTL All-Stars. So, Ben, that is my starting unit for, uh, for my Eastern All-Stars. That's Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler... Giannis Antetokounmpo, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. I have injury replacements ready for Embiid. We can talk about Siakam, but before I give you those, let's talk about uh, the rest of your starting unit. Uh, Okay, so um, I overlap with you on two out of those three front court players. Um, Giannis, uh, no surprise, uh, I, I also made my starting team. Um, a quick uh, little rundown of advanced stats for Giannis, which is just so fun to do. Um, so there are uh, one, two, three, four. Basically, there's like all these different advanced stats on Basketball Reference, um, and then this PIPM um, metric that I told you about. So, just uh, I don't have to get into it, uh, explaining what all of these these are. There's offensive win shares, defensive win shares, total win shares, win shares per 48, offensive bo- box plus minus, defensive box plus minus, total box plus minus, VORP, uh, which is value over replacement player, and then offensive PIPM, defensive PIPM, and total PIPM. Running down those uh, advanced stats, this is where Giannis ranks in all of those uh, those various um, metrics. Now, usually like. You know these stats are uh, are like kind of vary. Like sometimes, um, you know, uh, a player for some reason scores really well or ranks really well in one, um, but like not not another. You know, they're they're yeah. kind of like weird, which is why none of them, not a single one, can really be like totally trusted as like the end all be all advanced stat. Um, but to, to give you a picture of uh, of, of where Giannis is. Uh, in uh, the offensive win shares, he's fourth overall in the league. Ooh. Defensive win shares, first. 
Total win shares second. Win shares per 48, first. Offensive box plus minus third. Defensive box plus minus third. Total box plus minus second. Vorp third. Offensive PIPM third. Defensive PIPM third. Which is ridiculous what? because usually, um, you know, a, an offensive PIPM and, a, you know, yeah. you can't you can't be that good at both, at both. offense and defense. Yeah. Um, and total P- PIPM, no surprise, he's first. And it's by, like, a shitload, so... Um, it's, like, overwhelmingly the best player in the league, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, not that these actual numbers will really mean much uh, to anyone, but, uh, you know, number five uh, in PIPM is LeBron James at 5.77, four is Kawhi at 5.4, uh, 5.85, uh, three is Luka at 6.74, two is Harden at 7.08, and number one is Giannis at 8.92, almost two full, uh, you know, numbers Points. above. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's just, like, not even close. Um, so, yeah, uh, needless to say, I think he I think he earned a spot. Um, so then my uh, my starting cent, so I have him, uh, <laughs> he's going to ha- unfortunately have to slot in at, a sm- at small forward, oh, which I think is doable That's for him. Um, he yeah, he can, it. he's a point forward, um, so that makes uh, perfect sense for him. And Bede is, is my center. That's really the only position he can play. But at power forward, I have uh, a little guy out of the Miami Heat yeah. named Bam Adebayo. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was like, obviously Bam deserves an all-star uh, selection, but it wasn't until I went through his numbers really closely that I realized, like, oh, he should actually be a starter. Um, he has been... Yep. Everyone is like, oh, it's it's crazy, you know, his improvement from last year. Obviously, last year he was playing in a backup role behind Hassan Whiteside in Miami, and now, um, you know, this is uh, the the first season that he's been a starter. And everyone's like, yeah, he's really, you know, surprised people. We all, you know, sort of uh, assumed he would be good, but he's he's better than we even expect. I feel like he's like still extremely underrated. Um, he's played in every single one of the Heat's thirty-seven games. Hasn't missed a game. They're at 27 and 10, second in the East. Um, now, obviously, they have Jimmy Butler on their team. He's a very good player. But beyond that, this is a team mostly made up of, like, three-point shooters and, um, like, not that much else. So, yeah, so Bam's uh, currently playing 34 minutes a game. He's averaging 15.7 points, four and a half assists, um, which is insane. He's had, I think, two triple-doubles on the season um, in which he's had 10 assists. Uh, which, you know, really no other center other than Nikola Jokic has, like, done that in, in my, like, recent memory. Uh, averaging uh, 10.6 rebounds, 1.3 steals, and 1.2 blocks, um, shooting 58.5 from the field. Um, just just really dominant. And then in some of these advanced stats, in, uh, in defensive win shares, he's number six in the league. In total win shares, he's 10th. 10th. Jesus. Um, yeah. In uh, defensive box plus minus, he is fifth in the league. In total box plus minus, he's 12th. In VORP, he is ninth in the league. Um, and then going by PIPM, he's 21st. Um, for some reason, that metric doesn't really like him quite as much. Um, but the point is, you like look at, at some of his numbers, and you're just like, oh, he's, according to you know this or that metric, he's like way better. Yeah. Um, then, you know, some of the, the, the names that you would expect, you know, would be, would, would be far past them. Um, so yeah, I just feel like we need, I, I wanted to, to kind of like, yep. uh, I mean, he's not going to be a, a starter, uh, in the actual all-star game, but my point is that my argument is that, uh, he should be. We both have Embiid and we should talk about injury replacements for Embiid. Um, 
do we, and I have Siakam and I have an injury replacement for Siakam available. Do we want to talk about those now or should we move on to the reserves or we can move on to the Western Conference starters? What, uh, how do you suggest we move forward here? Why don't we go through reserves for yeah. the East and then at the end we can be like, this reserve will be an injury replacement for the starting okay. slot and then we can name the uh, injury replacement for that yeah. reserve, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, well, I'm probably making it way more complicated than it needs to be, yeah. however you want to do okay. it. But, uh, All right, so uh, in the East, here are my seven reserves. You ready? Mm. Mm-hmm. Reserve number one for your Indiana Pacers, DeMontis Sabonis. Mm. Reserve number two, we have the aforementioned Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Reserve number three, we have Ben Simmons. Mm. Reserve number four, Malcolm Brogdon. Ah. Reserve number five, Andre Drummond. Oh, Reser- of course. I knew, I knew you had to include Drummond. <laughs> Reserve number six. I will get some flack here. It's Trey Young. Uh-huh. And reserve number seven. This is where I will get a lot of hate from those Beantown crazies, but I, with my reserve spot number seven, I'm going with Devontae Graham. Devonte Graham. Devonte Graham gets wow. a reserve spot for wow. CW's. Wow, Devonte Graham is an ATL all-star, folks. All-star. Sorry, he is an all-star. That means no Kemba. That means no Oof. Tatum. That means Kemba didn't even make your reserve. Kemba did wow. not make a reserve. Sorry, Kemba. Beantown will be up in arms tonight, yep. boy. We are going to be getting yep. some yep. Yep. some yep. emails, some phone calls. Yikes. I, uh, I'm just glad that you said it, not me, Chris, let's, because let's, I don't need all that noise. <laughs> let's hear your reserves, and then we can sort of go into some of the specifics with uh, guys that we liked on our t- on our reserve squads. Wow, okay. So my reserves uh, are Pascal Siakam, mm. and this is in no particular yep. order, uh, Nikola Vucevic, mm. um, the, uh, the, a couple of the guys you mentioned, Demontis Sabonis, yep. Ben Simmons yep. of the Philadelphia 76ers, Trey Young, also a reserve for me. And then my last two reserves are Kyle Lowry. Wow. And now... <laughs> Here it is. This one might surprise you, Chris. Might not. For my final res- uh, reserve not. on the Eastern Conference All-Stars, I am naming Kyrie Irving. Wow. Okay. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's dive into it. I mean, so let's talk about some of the guys we both had in common. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one for me is DeMontis Sabonis. Um, yeah, what a beast. Fucking love him. Dude, so uh, full disclosure here, DeMontis Sabonis is going to be my injury replacement for Pascal Siakam in the, Got it. In, in the front court. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of knew. I, I, I was... I was looking for a way to get Sabonis in the starting lineup. I, I had sure. I had Sabonis and Siakam lined up side by side, and I was like, God, you know, as badly as I want Sabonis to be in there, I just feel Siakam really needs to get the nod. But it's it's much closer than you think. I mean, Sabonis. Has oh, been, it's really close. Sabonis has been incredible. Eighteen points a game, thirteen rebounds, four and a half assists a steal, a half a block. I mean, the guy is, uh, he, he's just, he's a monster, man. Like he's, he's, a, he's a rebounding machine. Um, and, uh, you know, like the, 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 the Pacers here are, they're in the sixth seed. They're right on the heels of the, of the 76ers and the Raptors 
to uh, leap up uh, to maybe a third or fourth seed. Even they could catch the Celtics. So, um, you know, I, I felt it was important to reward this guy. He's just, like I said, he's been a beast all year. He's shooting, what is it, uh, 52% from the field. Um, he's just he's just solid as can be. And, uh, yeah. yeah, happy happy to have him uh, on the squad this year. Yeah, Sabonis was a, a no, no-brainer for me. Um, as soon as I, uh, I was, like, getting my list together, I was like, well, he's locked in as a reserve, um, no question. Um, yeah, his passing has, like, really, really blossomed uh, this year. He's, he's – uh, well, I'm looking at his um, – his stats here, I mean, and like, he's like when you put Sabonis up against a uh, Bam. I mean, they are really neck and neck, you know. Like for, like they they kind of occupy the same space, and mm-hmm. I think they're really kind of competing for the same spot, you know. Like yeah, they, I would say Sabonis is probably a little more polished on offense, right. and Bam is more valuable on defense. On defense um, right. But uh, but yeah, and uh, sort of um, in the in the um, uh, the upshot is 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 pretty similar. Um, yeah, his, uh, his assist percentage, um, I'm looking at here, uh, went from actually his assist percentage was pretty similar to what it was last year, but he's just playing so many more minutes this year. Um, which again, like that doesn't like, that's not like an automatic thing when a player goes from, you know, he was playing 24 minutes a year or 24 minutes a game last year, um, to now 34 minutes a game. Dude, it's just and, wild that like at one point, this is someone that was potentially going to be traded. Uh, yeah. I, and it, he's, it's unfathomable to me. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's played and started in 36 games, uh, this year for the Pacers last season. He started five games. The guy was a backup. He was yeah. a fucking reserve, yeah. which is like mind boggling. Yeah. He's so good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's like the, the, I, the ongoing conversation. I feel like for the last year is like, well, Miles Turner and Sabonis on the same team. You have two basically big guys. You're going to have to trade one of them. Right. Miles, the whole thing was that they don't really fit on right. on uh, in the same you know starting lineup, which is true. And it, but that's just a testament to how good Sabonis is because they're like, it doesn't matter. We need to play this guy 35 minutes a yes, game. Like even absolutely. if it doesn't, even if it if, if even if it compromises Miles Turner. And I think Miles Turner's uh, actually really suffered. I think he's yeah I not have. As, as strong a season it, as, as he did it's last kinda year. It's kind of crazy because it seemed like the consensus a year ago was like, well, if you have to trade one of them, you're going to have to trade Sabonis. And now I feel right. like it's it's swung the other way where it's like, no, Sabonis is pretty indispensable. If you're going to move either of them, you'll have to move Miles Turner. Yeah. Um, and man, the 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 this the uh, the Pacers were wise really in locking him up to a contract extension because he seems like a building block for the future. He's only how old? What is he? Twenty three, four years old, twenty three years old. Um, yeah, and he's uh, number sixteen in the league in total win shares. He's number sixteen in the league in VORP. Um, and by PIPM, he is. Hang on one second here. Shit, I just had it. Uh, one, two, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's also number 16 in PIPM. <laughs> That's wow. actually crazy. Um, yeah, just fucking solid as a rock. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, let's talk about some of these other guys, reserves on your squad and my squad. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is really good at basketball. Uh, I like wanted to make sure that he was um, named to uh, the all- OTL All Star team, um, just just as like a reminder to like everyone who's like he should shoot more three pointers. What is it that you like most about Ben Simmons that he does? 
I mean literally everything other than shoot three pointers. Um, <laughs> literally everything. Right. Um, he is, you know, really the engine of uh, of the Philadelphia offense. He is arguably, I mean, like you, you know, he, you would probably say that Embiid is like more important uh, overall to their defense. Um, no, but uh, no, man, like he's an elite defender. Ben Simmons yeah. is an elite defender. In in defensive box plus minus, he's currently 13th in the league, which is um, above uh, Joel Embiid. In uh, in defensive win shares, he's number five in the league. Wow. Uh, behind only Giannis, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, and Andre Drummond. Uh, Andre Drummond, um, you know, defensive uh, d- defensive win shares clearly like values like block shots and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which Ben Simmons doesn't even get that many of. But like, it just proves um, his his like value, value that yeah. he's able to just like be in this. Like number six is Brook Lopez, seven is Bam Adebayo, eight is Jonathan Isaac, um, and like Simmons is like right there in, in that company. Um, and um yeah, it turns out his offense is also very good. Um Yeah, dude, I'm I'm glancing at my East and Western All Stars and I think I maybe have two, maybe three players in all of the East and the West that ha- that average two steals a game. And Ben yeah. Ben Simmons is one of those guys. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good. Um yeah, he's uh he's uh seventeenth in the league in, in box plus minus. He's 12th in the league in VORP. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, which is also incredible because most, most of those stats are really um, kind of buoyed by, like, really good three-point shooting. Um, you, you know, like, uh, a lot of times, obviously, with the, with the kind of value that, that outside shooting brings to, to an offense with the spacing and everything, the fact that he doesn't do any of that and, like, and is actually, like, a, a major negative in that respect, again, just proves his value other than that. Right. Like... Um, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah. So everyone who says like he should be traded or he's like never going to help the Sixers win a championship, like that's wrong. Uh, he's, he's really good. Obviously like, yeah, he could be better. Um, but, uh, but he's, he's really good. Um, yeah. Then I think we both agree. Trey Young, uh, kind of doing it, doing a Bradley Beal impression Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. I would say like Bradley Beal on steroids because Atlanta's supporting cast is like way worse. And of course, Young, had to play the majority of the first half of the season without uh, the only other good player on his team, John Collins. Um, and, you know, the guy just goes out and drops 30 and 10 every fucking night. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about, obviously, like, this This pick comes with, uh, will come with, like, a lot of criticism, I guess. But, like, and obviously, like, the, the Hawks are pretty bad. But undeniably, if you're just making an assessment based on his stats, like he's doing things that no one else in the front court of the Eastern Conference is. So if anything, like I gave him a demerit by making him a reserve as opposed to a starter. Um, and there's, well, he's been, a, he's been a little, you know, a bad little boy. Yeah. You need, you need to, he got cold. to he got give cold. him a little, yeah, yeah. little slap on the wrist. Yeah. You know? But I mean, 29 points a game, eight and a half assists, a steal, uh, he's, he's re- you know, he's almost five rebounds a game. He's shooting from three, 37, 38%. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he's 20. Just the other night he, he dueled with James Harden. That's right. James Harden dropped a 40 point triple double and Trey Young also dropped a 40 point triple double, right, right. um, on, on better shooting percentages. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is like, if you 
took Trey Young and plugged him in onto any of these Eastern Conference playoff teams. Like if you took Trey Young and swapped him in for the point guard of the Heat, swapped him in for the point guard of the Celtics, of the Raptors, of the 76ers, of the Pacers, oh, yeah. of, like, of the Magic. No like all those teams would be infinitely better with Trey Young yeah. as opposed to with their their current um player. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel good about Trey Young being here. And uh, in terms of the other reserves, let's talk about Malcolm Brogdon, Ben. Malcolm Brogdon, 17 points, seven assists, four and a half rebounds a game, almost a steal a game. I mean, the guy's just been solid as a rock. He's shooting from three. He's only shooting 33% from three. Um, mm. But uh, he's been great. He came out of the season like... Uh- like a fucking house on fire like he was the first like month or two of the season he was like literally like the best point guard in the nba that's right that's right um he and he's like cooled off a little bit since then but i mean still we can't be uh victims of uh, recency bias here like and he's also currently injured but i think he's back like if not in the next game like very soon yeah Um, and i think there is something for me to like rewarding a player who has their team in a winning situation and like to me you can't deny that uh malcolm brogdon has been part of what makes the pacers like a playoff team thus far and they're still without victor oladipo he'll be back before long i think he's slated to come back in the next week or two um and you know the team is only gonna get better once he's back so I, I I try if it's possible to reward and support players that have been like part of a winning thing. Um, sure. So yeah, I feel good about having Brogdon here, and uh, one of my more controversial picks, uh, Devonte Graham. Mm. Let me explain his candidacy a little bit. So eighteen point <laughs> nine points a game. Uh, he's coming in with seven point eight rebounds, three point nine, uh, seven point eight assists, three point nine rebounds. At this point, he's shooting thirty nine percent from three. Um, you know, we've talked about him in previous episodes. For me, I think this is about rewarding a guy that has virtually no one else on his team. You know, he he has the Charlotte Hornets here in a ninth in the ninth spot in the East, right on the heels of the Brooklyn Nets. The this is uh, not someone that we expected anything from this year, so I, I felt like it was important to reward and kind of like acknowledge a guy that has his team in contention um, versus, you know, Kemba Walker has uh, something of a, you know, ensemble there between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And, you know, you can make the same case with Kyrie Irving, a few more weapons than someone like uh, Devonte Graham. But I know you selected, of course, Kyrie and Kemba. So make a case for, uh, for, for Kyrie Irving here. Well, Kyrie doesn't really have a case because he's played 11 games, 11? <laughs> which is 11, um, which is, uh, not, not a lot. Um, uh, it's possible that he uh, plays 11 games total uh, for the 1920 NBA wow. season. However, and I was, um, uh, as of, you know, just a few days ago, um, I, was, um, I was not feeling strong about Kyrie. Uh, but then, uh, who of course, you know, uh, regular listeners will know that uh, he is on my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> I uh, selected him with a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the first month of the season, I was um, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, pleased with with uh, his performance out there. Um, when he was playing, uh, he was averaging twenty eight point five points, five point four rebounds, seven point two assists, 
Um, shooting 34% from three, 93.7 from the line, um, dropping triple doubles. He had a 50 point game as the very first game as a net. Um, uh, so needless to say, I was, um, I, I was ready to, to jump aboard the Kyrie bandwagon, um, with both feet. Uh, and then he, uh, suffered a little shoulder ding. Uh, didn't seem like anything too serious. I wasn't too concerned Uh about it. Um, and then, uh, two months later, with absolutely uh, zero updates from the New Jer- uh, sorry Brooklyn Nets um, organization, um, uh, it just did, no one knew what the hell was going on. Uh, finally, Kyrie spoke to the media and said that uh, he like you know couldn't move his fucking arms and he might require surgery. Bursitis. Um, yeah, he had bursitis, which like two weeks earlier, Kenny Atkinson was asked point blank in a press conference. Uh, does Kyrie have bursitis? And he said, nope, he does not. And then two weeks later, Kyrie said, I have bursitis. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really cool. Uh, just top notch, uh, fucking transparency. Uh, <laughs> great, great work from the, from the entire Nets organization, top to bottom. <laughs> Joe, Joe Sai yeah. just running a, a real, top real tight ship over there. Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, really great a stuff, uh, from the Nets. Um, however, Chris, however, mm. I don't know if you saw this little bit of news, mm. But uh, just yesterday, yeah. uh, uh, January 9th, um, uh, at 2.50 uh, Eastern Time, a little nugget dropped. Uh, after getting through a full practice on Thursday, Kyrie Irving hinted that he could return sometime next week. Oh. So, I am rewarding Kyrie <laughs> for having the heart of a champion. Um, I don't want to jinx anything now. He obviously hasn't come back sure. yet. Um but the fact that this guy is willing to gut it out yeah. for his team, you love to see for it. this for the city of Brooklyn, which of course uh, you know he was born and raised uh, right next to Biggie Smalls. He's a he's a pure you know, true blue Brooklynite. Um, uh, always dreamed of playing basketball uh, for the Brooklyn Nets the when he was uh, a little <laughs> yeah. a little kid. Uh, he knew that someday possibly there would be a franchise in Brooklyn, mm. and he said, "I want to play for that team." Mm. Um, you gotta love the the spirit, the grit, the heart. Um, so for uh, for that, I uh, I am rewarding Kyrie Irving with a an Eastern Conference All Star Reserve spot. Um, uh, best of luck to you, Kyrie, um, uh, and uh, please please get out there soon. My fantasy team desperately needs you. Okay. Uh, all right. So that's the Eastern Conference. So we had. Uh, oh, and my last one. Sorry, was Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who is just playing an insane number of minutes for the Raptors. Um, you know, the fact that they haven't really missed that much of a beat, losing arguably the best player in the league um, is really a testament to, to him and Siakam. Right. So I was like, I think, I think that team deserves to, um, Two, two players. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that he's playing too much, that he'll probably, like, wear down and... Um, Break. And, and break. Uh, I don't know exactly what the fuck Nick Nurse is doing, but I guess he realizes that um, he just absolutely needs uh, this guy out there. So, yeah, he's currently averaging... What is he playing? Uh, 38.4 minutes per game, which leads the NBA. Wow. Um, that's like some fucking 1990s shit right there. Wow. That's way too many minutes for a uh, 33-year-old point guard. Now, but, remind me about your starting roster. Did you have injury replacements that need to be slotted in? Uh, yeah, so if Embiid does miss the game, mm-hmm. um, t- which I think you know is kind of 50-50 at this point, yeah. um, I, will, I will slot in... Mm, you know what? I'm going to slot in... 
I'm going to slot in Sabonis. Um, I probably should slot in Siakam. Um, But Siakam, despite his um, awesome uh, kind of like traditional slash line numbers, uh, doesn't really rank that well in in advanced stats for some reason. Um, It's probably because he he has missed, um, you know, 11 games. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of dinged him. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he's not. He's um, I don't know. But like stuff like there there's some. I think like PIPM like doesn't take into a, a consideration like missed time. And he's 23rd in the league in that, which is like pretty good. Um, but it's not quite up there. So um, I have two injury candidates in uh, Embiid and uh, Siakam, who may or may not be ready by the All Star game. I I, uh-huh. I I think Siakam will probably be ready, but truthfully, I hope he's not because <laughs> I just I like my injury replacements as like I like my injury pl- replacements more if I'm being totally honest. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to replace Embiid with Bam. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping to replace Siakam with Sabonis in my starting yeah. lineup. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So then that would leave you with two open reserve so slots. My two so open who reserves. Are your... Exactly. My two open reserves, ready for this, are... Okay. With my first reserve replacement, I am giving a spot to Spencer Dinwiddie. Wow. Dinwiddie. How do you like that? And then, uh, I mean, I don't know. Not crazy about it. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, with my other available spot, uh, I'm still deciding, but I think I'm leaning towards uh, Nikola uh, Vucevic of the Orlando mm-hmm, Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, now, Vuce has also missed 11 games. Um, that's right. But uh, but I think he's back pretty soon or is he no he's already back right that was earlier in the season he went he went down with a um an ankle injury i believe um but yeah he's back and and really balling out like sort of since he's he's returned um and uh yeah i mean that's that's uh important because they're still going for a playoff spot now, dinwiddie's been fantastic 22 points a game six assists uh you know, he's doing a little of everything, grabs uh, three rebounds a game. Basically, he's filling the void that Kyrie left, playing 30 minutes a night, um, shooting 42% from the field. Not great. But basically, he's he's has the lion's share of the responsibility on offense here for the Nets. Right. So right. Uh, I wanted to kind of acknowledge him sort of picking up the slack for Kyrie. And uh, Vooch, we know, you know, kind of hol- holding court there with the Orlando Magic. Yeah. That's fair. Should we move on to the Western Conference? Do you have uh, you want to kick us off on the West? Uh, sure. Let me just name my oh, right. uh, no. my injury replacements. Yeah, yeah. Would be yeah. If if uh, Siakam and and Embiid um, should miss, um, I think I would slot in. So the weird thing is, you had Beal as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, I had I had Kemba as a starter. Kemba did not make your. Yeah entire team you had Beal as a starter Beal did not make my team and the reason why I don't think people realize quite how bad Bradley Beal has been on defense Mm. this year um he is um obviously carrying the entire offensive load for the for the Wizards so you can't really blame the guy that he just doesn't have any energy to expend on the defensive end whatsoever um but in uh in some of these advanced stats um like for example, uh, defensive win shares. He is currently so in defensive win shares. Bradley Beal is four hundred and fourth in the league. Wow. <laughs> um, in uh, in defensive box plus minus, he is sitting at uh, two hundred and two. Um, and uh, and with PIPM, 
all, this is of all the players in the NBA. Uh, defensive PIPM, the lowest ranked player is Bradley Beal uh, with a negative 4.3. Um, the second lowest is Trey Young with negative 3.4. Um, so, you know, obviously he's amazing and fantastic offensively, but I think one of the big reasons why the Wizards haven't been winning any basketball, I mean, they've actually won some, uh, recently, but, um, but their biggest weakness by far is their defense. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, Beal has a little bit of, uh, of blame to, to shoulder there. Fair enough. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, he should probably still be an all-star because he's just, you know, does everything else. But uh, I just wanted to point out that he's been absolute hot garbage on defense, <laughs> which I feel like no one has really been, you know, everyone talks about Trey Young's defense, but like Bradley Beal or like, you know, Devin Booker, or, uh, fucking Zach Levine. But like Bradley Beal is, according to the numbers at least, like just as bad. Um, uh, anyway, so I would slot in, I don't know, I guess I would throw in um, maybe Fred Van Vliet as like a fun little uh, injury replacement. Okay. He's obviously been outstanding for Toronto. Um, and then my other injury replacement, who is sadly also injured, would be <laughs> Jonathan Isaac. Mm. Um, so to injury replace him, I'll, uh, I'll throw in a Chris Middleton just because, sure. you know, I don't know. He seems somewhat deserving. He's a name. Uh, a very boring pick. Um, did you pick coaches by any chance? I did not. Did you? Um, I did just for fun. So my coach would be Nick Nurse, but the lead assistant coach would be New York's own Killer Mike. Oh, obviously, uh, Mike he, and he, these he killers. De- wow, he deserves a uh, a seat on that on that bench. Mike and his merry band of killers. I love it. Yeah. Uh, great. Should we? All right. Move over to the Head west. west. Yeah. Why, Let's don't, do why it. don't you kick us off here with uh, your backcourt selections? Okay. So this was a much much easier um, process than the East. There are two very obvious um, backcourt starters for the West, and they are shouldn't really have to explain it too too much here. James Harden and Luka. Doncic. Yep. Uh, any any disagreement there? No, I have the same backcourt. Luca and uh, Harden. Yeah, yeah. It turns out um, Luca and Harden are very good. Um, I, I again, I love doing this exercise of like running down the uh, advanced stats rankings. Um, so for James Harden, uh, offensive win shares number one by a fucking mile. Um, Defensive win shares not great, obviously. Win shares, total win shares, number one, also by a mile. Uh, that's Harden. Win shares per 48, number two. Offensive box plus minus, Harden, number one. Wow. Um, box plus minus total, Harden, number three. And Vorp, Harden, number one. Wow. Um, and then for PIPM, he is number two. Um, yeah. And then you look at Luca. Um, he like. The craziest thing about Luca is that, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to rant about him for a minute? How how are you feeling about Luka Doncic these days? I mean, I think he's a very special player. That's uh, how like what is he twenty? How how many years old? Like twenty three? I think one? he's twenty. Twenty. Jesus Christ. He is. Uh, hang on one second. Yeah, he's currently twenty. He's turning twenty one uh, in February. February twenty eighth. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's twenty years old. He can't legally drink yet. Um, and, um, yeah, averaging, uh, 29.6 points, 9.7 rebounds, 9.0 assists, shooting 47% from the field, 32.7 from three, 80% from the line, um, a, uh, a PER of 31.2, which is, yeah, PER, Luca's number three behind Giannis and Harden. Wow. 
Um, offensive win shares. Uh, Luca is number three behind Harden and Lillard. Uh, total win shares. Luca number four. Win shares per forty-eight. Luca number three. Offensive box plus minus. Luca number two. Total box plus minus. Luca number one. Vorp Luca number two. So he's like, <laughs> this is his second year in the yeah, league. He's a twenty-year-old. That's basically he's a twenty-year-old floating who, like Westbrookian kind of offensive numbers and just his team. I mean, he's like completely has his team in the thick of it in the Western Conference. Yeah, like it's everyone for like the first few weeks of the season were like, oh, it, wouldn't it be funny if he was like MVP? And you're like, ah, oh, ha, ha, yeah, that would be cute. But like, obviously, like Can't he's happen. not an MVP. Yeah, yeah. But, like, according to statistics, he is, like, literally just, like, it's him and Harden and Giannis. Yeah. And no, it's already, we're already, like, there where it's, like, uh, he's in that it, conversation with, like, the top five players in the league. It's fucking insane. Like, yeah. this is, like, what you would, like, imagine for, like, his absolute best case scenario peak in the prime of his career. James Harden is, and he's, James Harden is 30 and he's having the season. Like, he, like, yeah. Doncic is doing, is in the same breath and conversation as James Harden and there's a 10 year age difference. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It defies like the wildest, like most fantastical expectations of like the biggest Luka Doncic fan, which I would consider myself like, pretty much as high on him as you could possibly be going into like last year and like he yeah it's it's so far beyond what you would ever even think like i feel like no one is i mean everyone is talking about him but like i don't know if we're giving him as much praise as he is he even deserves yeah. it's it's so fucking mind-boggling yeah um anyway yeah so he should uh, he should probably be an all-star uh, all right, let me hear your front court, and then I will give you uh, mine as well. You wanna you wanna kick us off? Sure, I'll do it. Um, I uh, let's see. I was a little conflicted about this. Yeah. Um, wasn't the easiest choice, but in the end, uh, I've got to go with uh, a couple of Lakers for my forwards, LeBron and AD, as my small and power forward, and then my center is of course my. Beloved Nikola Jokic. That's right. That is right. Yeah. Okay. The big, the beautiful Nikola, uh, the perfect player. Uh, he was perfect the first week of the season. He's perfect this week. He is my all star starter. Boy, oh boy. Gosh, I'm wondering if I should rethink this here. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll give you my front court <laughs> here. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I feel good about this. All right. Okay. Don't rethink it. Stick with your, stick with your stick gut. With gut. Was... <laughs> stick with my gut. Stick with my gut. Okay. Of course. Yeah. All right. So in my front. I mean, Nicola sticks with his gut. You got to stick with yours. My front court here is um, Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard of the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. And in my final front court spot, I am going with the one, the only. Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans wow. Pelicans. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram. Uh, You're one of those guys, huh? <laughs> Brandon Ingram, baby. How good has this guy been? I mean, Brandon. the Brandon Ingram selection here is really, let's face it, like a more of a rebuke on LeBron. There was a moment where I was considering... So you're 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 punishing LeBron for bad behavior. Yes. So what what exactly he doesn't make, we, he sh- doesn't make his teammates better. Brandon Ingram was mm. one of his teammates last year. Now now you see Brandon thriving without LeBron. 
Um, mm-hmm. Le- LeBron's uh, free throw percentage is absolutely deplorable. Um, mm. He takes mar- he takes marching orders. He takes he takes marching orders from Beijing. Um, yeah. Sorry, LeBron, you're just not a first teamer. We can talk about you as a reserve, but you're not going to be a first teamer here uh, for a team. I mean, team booted season. off the booted off the starting lineup by Brandon fucking Ingram, yeah. his former teammate, the ultimate indignity. I <laughs> Brandon wow, Ingram I, is an innovator with the pigtails. He's <laughs> playing on a team currently without Zion Williamson. He he's got no help. And he is pound for pound, you know, he's right there with LeBron. Um, it's, I don't think there's, it's really debatable. Uh, you know, Brandon Ingram, 25 points a game, Ben. He's putting up yeah. uh, almost seven rebounds, about four assists, a steal, almost a block a game. The guy's been an absolute beast. And uh, yeah, you, I mean, like, like I said, this is, uh, this is a rebuke of LeBron um, who... You know, just doesn't deserve to be with the first teamers. Now, the only thing I will say is this. There is a world wherein uh, I could move Brandon to the reserves and slot in a more traditional big. I could, I would be open to... I wouldn't Jok- do that if I were you. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, hey, I, I, could, is... I would be open to a Jokic. Uh, I would be open to a Gobert. Um, but, uh, but, but LeBron, I'm afraid is a reserve this year. He is out. Yes. He won't be with the first teamers this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, we'll make your case for LeBron. That's harsh. That's that's harsh, but fair. I know know that he is a first teamer for you. So, so give me the, give me the case for LeBron. I mean, I admit that I, I, I pretty much picked him by default. Um, you know, I, let's see. It's hard to justify. He definitely has a bit of the the Trey Young Bradley Beal to him. <laughs> yes, he does. A very good player yes. on a very bad team. Yes. Obviously, we we all know about the Lakers' struggles this season. They are fighting desperately for a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, I predicted them in the uh, preseason that they would miss the playoffs. I still feel very very good about that yeah. prediction. I do not see them. Uh, I would I would sooner uh, see them in the lottery yeah. than in the playoffs in twenty twenty. Listen, I had a hard um, time putting AD on the first unit with uh, Rashawn Holmes <laughs> chomping at his heels. With oh, yeah, Montrez yeah, yeah. Harrell, we'll, get to, we'll, we'll be getting right to, to yeah, Rashawn. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do think I made some concessions by putting AD on this first unit. Uh, but mm-hmm. LeBron was just a bridge too far for me. I couldn't do it. What with his behavior in the offseason, uh, again, yeah, taking marching orders from China, the, the PEDs, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't do it. And again, like he doesn't make his teammates better. You see the way Brandon Ingram has blossomed out of the LeBron shadow. Uh, you, you see, you know, you see guys like Rajon Rondo struggling to find a, a role with these Lakers. It's just, it's very hard. To I mean, Rajon Rondo is, is, has been uh, is such a good player the past, uh, yeah. you know, few years. And then as soon as he gets to LeBron, Magically, it's like his, his, just vanishes, his, right? his skills just suddenly fail him. Um, yeah, you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, you know what? I might have to rethink my my selection. I think I am formally. Wow. God damn it, I'm doing it. I am formally withdrawing oh. my my nomination oh, wow. of LeBron James. You've convinced me, Chris. I don't know what I've I was thinking. Overturned one of your I've made a grave error in judgment. LeBron is no longer a starter for the Western <laughs> Conference wow. OTL All Stars. So uh, he has been you, banished. He has been banished to the bench who, where he belongs. Who would be your first replacement for that front court spot? Is there someone that you um, had that that uh, that like you had your eye on? As you, yeah, as you, yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and slot in Kawhi. Um, although you know, part of me. Uh, I mean, Montrezl Harrell's mm, been great, man. If you want to put Montrezl yeah. in there, then just do it. Rashawn's been great. Uh, Oof. You know what? I'm gonna fucking put in Rashawn Holmes. Uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck the haters. Yeah. I'm doing it, yes. and I've got a I've got a case for it too. Yes. That guy is such a fucking beast. He just needs and to everyone play 36 is, minutes is like, a game. That's it. And then yeah. And, and uh, let me let me run some Rashawn numbers by you Please here real do. quick. Um, uh, so this guy, you know, uh, he was he's been a, a fucking neglected uh, backup yes. uh, his entire career. Yes. Now finally, only thanks to injury, what a winning um, smile on this guy. Yeah, go ahead. Has he has he gotten a chance uh, in Sacramento? Um, he's currently uh, number nine in the league in offensive win shares. Wow. Um, really? Yeah, number nine. Um, he is currently 13th in the league in overall win shares, uh, right behind Chris Paul and right in front of Ben Simmons and DeMontis Sabonis. Um, he is currently 17th in win shares per 48. Box plus minus doesn't love him, but he's 24th in box plus minus. Um, but ahead of guys like Paul George, um, Hassan Whiteside, he is 19th in, uh, in VORP. And yeah, he's like not that. Uh, he's a little far back in PIPM, but he's like right in the mix with like mm. Hassan Whiteside and Bam Adebayo sure. and Ben Simmons and um, Clint Capella, Paul George. So um, yeah, I mean, like he's he's so good, and the fact that like no one gave him a chance until this year only because of injury. Um, well, this podcast just, always gave him a chance, Ben. Let's be clear exactly. About that. We, we are we are writing a wrong that ever stood by him, believed in him. And goddamn right. We'll be the first podcast. We'll be the first people to put him on the first team. He's the a goddamn team. starter. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a starter. He, he's no TL. He's the, he's the bam out of bio. Yeah. He's the, he's the he's the bam of the west. That's right. Um he's a starter and um and uh, yeah, I couldn't feel better about this. Thank wow. you. Thank you so much for for huge. showing for showing me the so, light. My goodness. Ben, your your starting five for the west is Luca Harden, Anthony Davis, um, Anthony Davis, Rashawn Holmes, and Nikola Jokic. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love oh that man. Team, man, that team. That is a that's, winning squad. Honestly, though, how fun would that team that be? Is a I mean, actually, squad. Like you, you would love love to see someone else instead of Harden in there because he's he's a sure. bit of a ball stopper. Yeah. But I mean, just to play a fun little fantasy, like what if like Lillard was in there instead of Harden? Wow. Like, would that be the most fun team in the entire world to watch? Love that Lillard, squad. Doncic. Rashawn Holmes just doing the dirty work, yeah. getting offensive rebounds, and then Davis and Jokic yeah. uh, just, you know, ball flying around. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, wow. All right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so those are my five. Anthony Davis, of course, a free agent at the end of the year. Who knows where he'll be going mm. in the offseason. So. Yeah, a lot of rumblings. I've heard, Chris, that he's uh, not happy in La La Land. Yep, of course. So we'll see yep. how that plays out. Did, but uh, The Lakers made him a max contract extension offer, and what yeah. did he say? No thanks. I want yep, to enter yep. free agency, so we will see. It doesn't look pretty out there right now for the Lakers in L.A. All right, let's move yeah. on to the uh, the reserves here, Ben. So um, yeah, why don't you why don't you kick us off with your reserves, and then I'll give you my seven reserves, and we'll we'll talk a little uh, more in depth about some of the stats. So uh, so I guess by by default now LeBron will be a reserve. Yes. Um, a reserve. Yep. You know we do have to uh, honor his uh, his stat hunting. Oh, and a, his, uh, as I've described to friends, he's like a wonderful. Cagey vet. He's a scrappy player, which is commendable, and he yeah. is stat hunting. So, so he is. You, he's trying to pull the uh, the Wilt Chamberlain, lead sure. the league in assists, uh, just just for the hell of it. Sure. Um, 
you know, uh, uh, clearly uh, Rajon Rondo is, uh, is teaching him the, uh, the the dark arts of assist stat padding. Right. Um, so, good yeah, I mean, hey. I mean, the guy's yeah. clearly going through something, uh, but, yeah, good for him. All right, so we have <laughs> LeBron, and who else makes your uh, reserve roster? Then I've got uh, Damian Lillard, uh, as we mentioned. Um, I've got, um, and then I've got some big boys, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Kawhi Leonard, and then a couple of guards to fill us out here, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Wow, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, my reserves. Uh, I have LeBron James, uh, KG Vet uh, in the West for the, the Lakers. We have uh, Damian Lillard, point guard for the Portland Trailblazers. We have Paul George, Nikola mm. Jokic, um, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Chris mm. Paul, my final reserve spot, goes to Chris wow, Paul. Wow, I like that we both picked uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's had a nice season. I mean, you have him on your fantasy squad, obviously. You've been watching him closely, but... Yeah, man. I, yeah, talk, talk about him for a minute. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I was... I, 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 I was hard-pressed not... Th- I mean, I understand this is kind of a real dark horse. I wanted to make a case for Shea Gilgis-Alexander getting on the squad. Mm-hmm. I wish... He was on my honorable mention yeah, list, he, yeah. He, he's an honorable mention for me. So so, you know, it, it's funny, man. At the top of the podcast, I was I was talking with you about, like, methodology and how did you go about building your roster. Um, and I know we both, like, very much relied on stats. But for me, like, the I, I did two things. I did, like, a first pass, and then, I, and then I did a second pass with the stats. But my first pass was basically, like, I looked at the Eastern Conference, all the teams in the Eastern Conference, and you know, I, I value winning. I also I also value just like exceptional performances on an individual basis. And I looked at all the teams in each conference, and I said, like, just who are the names that immediately I can attribute to this team being successful or not? Mm-hmm. And when I looked in the Western Conference at the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are currently in the seventh seed. They've kind of fluctuated between like the fourth to the seventh seed for for most of the season. I said, "How the hell are the Thunder playing this well? How how are the right. how, who, how are the Thunder in the middle of the pack in the Western Conference? Who gave away their two star players, right. uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, in the offseason for?" Not much in return other than, you know, assets, draft picks mostly. I mean, obviously, they got back, um, you know, Gallinari yeah. and, and SGA. Um, and so, I, from, uh, I, I, yeah, I confess, like you were saying before, like, I don't have time to watch every NBA game. And I haven't seen a ton of, of Oklahoma City Thunder games. So, so, I, so I had to dig a little deeper with the stats. I was like, how exactly is this team winning? And they played last night. We uh, we watched the game. My brother and I watched the game last night. The uh, the Rockets were visiting Oklahoma City for the first time since uh, Westbrook was traded. And you know, like you look at the that 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 roster, those players on the team. It is basically a, a, a group of guys who are all averaging like sixteen points a game, fifteen, sixteen yeah. points a game. It's like Gallinari, Shea Gilgis, Paul George. I, I mean, a uh, uh, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams. Um, mm-hmm, it, it is mm-hmm. like a bunch of guys all playing like very good basketball. And, um, and so I, I kind of had to boil it down to one player. Is there one player that I could reward with an all-star spot? And I decided it was Chris Paul, the guy that kind of is the, the engine on the offense. But I tell you, man, like I, if there's a universe where we can create more spots, I'd love to have uh Shea Gilgis Alexander on the team to reward him because he's been exceptional, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's been great this year. Obviously, like you said, he's on my fantasy team. 
Um, yeah, and uh, there were a bunch of stats that uh, that Zach Lowe and Howard Beck were like throwing um, around about Chris Paul in the clutch this season, mm-hmm. and he's shooting like some ungodly like like fifty five percent or something like that. Um, uh, in like you know in final final three minutes of close games, or I forget what the exact stats were, but he's basically like blowing the doors off of any like you know like sort of expected um sort of value or or uh, um like shot value in like crunch time minutes um and uh yeah it's just like it's like everyone just kind of assumed like oh he's he's over the hill he's you know injury prone now it's just like he's so far past his prime you know uh fucking you know he he's just going to be like trade bait or um you know he'll, he'll he'll get shipped out to make room for like the young guy SGA but he's just like reminding everyone, like, no, 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 I'm still like one of the best point guards this has, that has ever played this game. Yes, uh, he's definitely still got something in the tank. I mean, I think like when you, if you can just sort of like recalibrate and and adjust your expectations for like who he is and what he can do, you realize like he's still a very good player. And if you surround him with like four other players on offense that can do things like he's got incredible value and uh yeah yeah, they're a playoff team he's playing really well so i felt uh he certainly deserved one of the uh last remaining reserve spots on my western conference squad yeah yeah i can't argue with that obviously i didn't argue with it i had him on my team too um so then, let's see. You had so I left. Uh, we should talk about yeah. Lillard. Both had Lillard. Um, I mean, I mean, he's Lillard, just he's he's the exact same as he has always been, yes. which is just extremely good. He's um, extremely good. His team is not though. And no, that's that is true. So you know, like there there is like some there is some explanation. There is some criticism that comes with the pick from from that standpoint, which is like. This is a guy on a team that's really underperforming. Um, he he's definitely like stuffing the box uh, the box score every night. You know, twenty six point twenty six point eight points a game, seven and a half assists, four rebounds, a steal a game. Um, you know, he he's a great player. I don't I don't think the losing uh, for Portland is about Damian Lillard. Um, no. Who were some of the other guys that you had? You had Wigan, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. You had uh, yeah, I had Cat. Yeah. Um, which you know he's obviously also been mysteriously injured for the past what like three weeks or something yes. like that. Um, but uh, you really can't deny that he's just like an insanely, insanely powerful, valuable, gifted offensive player. Um, you know, a lot of people nitpick with his defense, which you know isn't exactly. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, some, something to write home about, I guess. But um, but he is uh, just having a still another like stellar offensive season. Yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Is there one player in the West that you wish you could have made a case or a sp- or had a spot for? Was was, was there um, anyone? Was there any guy you're like, man, I can't really justify giving this guy a spot, but I wish there was like a universe where I could just be like, yeah, this guy's great and he's having a really good. I would have, I would have loved to fit in uh, Drew Holiday. Oh, cool. um, yeah, that's a good. One. Uh, I feel like he's he's just not quite up there, um, but uh, but I feel like yeah, New Orleans uh, being anywhere even near the playoff picture. I mean, you know, Brandon Ingram is I guess has something to do with that. I don't know why I'm just very biased against Brandon Ingram. Um, I just see him as empty. Is it maybe because the team is 13 and 25? 
but they're not even like they're like what four games out of like yeah. the eighth seed yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like they're yeah. they've gone on like a little yeah. hot streak they lost like 13 in a row yes, at one point yes. which was really what what hurt them um but uh, i can definitely see them making a run with with zion nearing return um but yeah, I don't know. Something about Ingram, I'm just like, I don't, I don't buy it. I just don't, I don't understand how I, it's almost like I don't want to accept it because it seems too illogical. Um, yeah, it also, like to go from like a 25% three point shooter to like 45 or whatever the fuck he's shooting, uh, this year. And like, just, you know, being like a perfectly like strong free throw shooter and like everything that he just had never done in the past, like suddenly he's doing. I'll say this. It just feels like Andrew Wiggins to me where I'm like, I, this is, there's no way this can last. I'll I'll say this as someone that put Brandon Ingram in the starting unit over LeBron James, (laughs) if you, (laughs) as a starter, if you told me, if you told me this is the only season that Brandon Ingram will ever be an all-star. I would be like, yeah. yeah, I could see that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know what? Like, let's, it would, let's let him enjoy it. It wouldn't shock yeah. me. I mean, it's not certainly not something I'm hoping for. It's not something I'm like, expecting. But if it winds up being the case, I also wouldn't be totally shocked if you're like, yeah, there was this one season where Brandon Ingram averaged like 27 points a game and was just like dead red from three and uh yeah we made him an all-star because he <laughs> was having this statistical incredible year i'd be like yeah, yeah okay yeah he started over LeBron. no one yeah. no one will remember it you'll tell people like 20 years from now and they'll be like what no brandon ingram was never an all-star yeah. um but uh yeah yeah let's let him enjoy it i mean hey why not sure. it's it's fun um um yeah and uh let's see i mean i don't know i, I like i left off paul george which yeah. is probably a little controversial no man he but was i'm just the like one, he i will say paul george is the one pick where i was like eh, i guess yeah yeah i mean i guess he should be in there by default but i'm but i kind of wanted exactly. to punish him for like just not being I mean, obviously I he's been you know, anyone by default and he was definitely like the guy I selected by default right one guy that I um, have traditionally kind of despised, but who I feel like might actually deserve a spot is Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Just because he's like the numbers, yeah, like the raw I numbers he's putting up are like so ridiculous yeah. and stupid. And it, it, it much like. And if you're going to uh, if you're gonna apply that logic to eye popping guys like Trey Young or, you know, like you, you have you have to be consistent about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just uh, wait. I want to bring up his stats real quick. Um, I look at I look at some of these lines and I'm just like, what? No, that doesn't make any sense at all. He's averaging fucking 15.8 points, 14 rebounds a game, 14 rebounds a game, and uh, uh yeah, leading the league of 2.9 blocks per yeah, game. That's insane. 2.9. Um, that doesn't seem right. Uh, he's playing 29.9 minutes a game, so he's not even playing like crazy minutes. Um. But he's just on a team that has no other defenders. Like every, you know, Portland's defense is terrible. Their team is pretty, pretty bad. Um, so he just goes out there and just fucking gets stats. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still pretty impressive when he fucking goes like, you know, twenty and fifteen and with seven blocks. You're just it's like, true. ugh. Yeah. It's it's uh it's actually quite um, maddening uh, because he's not on my fantasy team mostly. Um, so I'm sure if he were, I would probably reward him with a spot. Um, but uh. I figured Rudy Gobert is, you know, the the actual good defensive player that Hassan's stats suggested he is. He, he is, but he's not. Agree. All right, man. I think we should wrap up here. Uh, do, do you feel good about that? 
I feel great about that. Uh, I think we've we've beaten this thing yeah. pretty well to death. Yeah. Um, should we run down our, our teams one yes. last time? Can, Just uh, let's do uh, starters in the East and West. I have uh, my starters in the East are Beal, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Siakam, and Embiid. And in the West, I have Luca, Harden, AD, uh, Kawhi, and Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Great. And my East starters are Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, Bam Adebayo, uh, Joel Embiid with uh, injury mm. replacement possibility of uh, either Demontis Sabonis or Pascal Siakam. Mm. Um, and then in the West, it's Harden, Doncic, not LeBron James, but Rashawn Holmes, <laughs> a last second audible, uh, Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic. Great. And then uh, my reserves in the East and West are uh, Sabonis, who slots in for Siakam, Bam Adebayo, who slots in for Embiid. Then I have Ben Simmons, Malcolm Brogdon, Andre Drummond, Trey Young, Devontae Graham. And then uh, picking up my last two reserve spots for the guys that replaced the starters were Spencer Dinwiddie and Nikola Vucevic. And then in the West, my reserves are LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and CP3, Chris Paul. Fantastic. So I had Siakam and Sabonis. Um, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Trey Young, Kyrie Irving, the heart of a champion. Uh, (laughs) Come back soon, Kyrie. We all love you. We're all pulling for you. Um, And then if we need some injury replacements for... uh, for Embiid and uh, and Siakam, I would have uh, Freddie Van Vliet and Chris Middleton. Great. And then in the West? Uh, yes, in the West, it was uh, LeBron James, uh, Damian Lillard, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, who I didn't really talk about much, mm-hmm. but he's just a fucking awesome scorer, and that's about it. But um, he's having a pretty good season. Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard. Great. All right, man. Uh, we are back next week with more uh, of this. I think we're going to build out the all-star challenge, right? Like all the three-point shooting contest teams and the Yeah, challenges. we figured why why, why stop, stop at, uh, at, 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 the, at the all-star game? What, what about Saturday night? Sure. And then, uh, Not to mention Friday night. There are also <laughs> events dunk, on Friday night. Yeah, the dunk contest. And then we still have uh, our NBA trade deadline podcasts coming up. Oh, boy. Lots lots of fake trades I've got cooking up over here. Trade Machine podcasts coming you up. Are gonna, you're going to fall out of your chair when I mention to you some of, these, some of these fake trades. You're going to be like, what? Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Have a great week. I will uh, talk to you in a little bit. Enjoy watching uh, NBA League Pass and NBA TV and all the many uh, cable TV stations that you enjoy. And uh, of course, I'll talk, I'll talk to you next week. All right, my friend. A pleasure as always. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. My name is Chris Mandelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Send us any of your thoughts or questions to OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Great review. Subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy watching uh, the NBA basketball, and I will talk to you next week.